Welcome. It's Wednesday, the 12th day of October, year of our Lord, 2022. So glad you could join us. And as I say, 2022 and the word of the month or the name of the month, October, it dawns on me. We're running out of months. <laughs> it hasn't even been Halloween yet, <laughs> but it seems like it has. And then we still have Thanksgiving and then La Navidad or Christmas. Wow. Wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> and we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 14 and going all the way to the fifth verse of chapter 4. The devotional is called, You Know What to Do, Do It. And you'll see why in a minute. I think it's a very relevant passage, even with all that's going on in the world today, all that's going on in a lot of churches, even today, you will know what I mean. And I'm using the message version of the Bible because my finder on my computer was set to the message as I typed in the scripture. And as I read it, I said, yes, this, this makes sense. This is something I think we all need to hear and, and pray about. So Lord, bless us and guide us and be with us as we undertake this study. May this truly be a time of worship and peace and, and joy and thankfulness. And may it help us change, get us out of our comfort zone, put us where we need to be so that we can minister to all people. Amen. Amen. Verse one, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust, and allergic to God. Whoa, that's... Whoa, one sentence. <laughs> Verse 5. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of these people. These are the kind of people who smooth talk themselves into the homes of unstable and needy women and take advantage of them. Women who, depressed by their sinfulness, take up with every new religious fad that calls itself truth. They get exploited every time and never really learn. These men are like those old Egyptian frauds, Janus and Jambres, who challenged Moses. They were rejects from the faith, twisted in their thinking, defying truth itself. But nothing will come of these latest impostors. Everyone will see through them, just as people saw through that Egyptian hoax. You've been a good apprentice to me, a part of my teaching, my manner of life, direction, faith, steadiness, love, patience. Trouble, suffering, suffering along with me and all the grief I had to put up with in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. And you also well know that God rescued me. Anyone who wants to live all out for Christ is in for a lot of trouble. There's no getting around it. Unscrupulous con men will continue to exploit the faith. They're as deceived as the people they lead astray. As long as they're out there, things can only get worse. But don't let it phase you. Stick with what you learned and believe sure of the integrity of your teachers. 
why you took in the sacred scriptures with your mother's milk. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of scripture is God had breathed and useful one way or another. And that's my printer deciding of all times of the day to warm up. All right, Satan, we've had enough. Turn that off. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone, living and dead. He's about to break into the open with his rule. So proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. Challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. You're going to find that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food. Catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. They'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But you keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, a blessed and wondrous Wednesday to you, dear friend. That's my prayer for you. I ask prayers for Mr. Doug Copeland, who's in the hospital in San Marcos, Texas with severe uh, breathing problems. And uh, Doug lost his wife not too long ago and uh, was also furloughed from his job and needs our prayers. Prayers for his daughter as well. And Doug's mother, who is a retired pastor, Patricia Jenks, who was uh, one of the pastors in my district. She lives now as a retired pastor in Seguin. And so friends pray for all of the Copelands and Reverend Patricia, and uh, we believe in an awesome God who can do awesome and amazing things. Now, those of you who hear my podcast edition of this devotional sometimes get bonus material that the readers don't get because it comes to me as I'm recording it, and I share it with you on on uh, this podcast, and uh, I don't go back and add to the written uh, devotional, so. I will share what I consider to be a a wonderful testimony of how God does amazing and unexpected and wonderful things. Um, I shared uh, on this podcast, and I'm reading it from the written uh, devotional, uh, of the unexpected blessing of a free ride to the airport yesterday. That was on Monday. Uh, It's a long story involving a sketchy, I'm using quotes here for Uber, driver who showed up at 4 a.m. somehow knowing that there would be someone like us that was not going to get an official uber driver and wanted to drive us to the airport for what he said was cheaper money Uh uh-huh since when is 70 dollars cheaper than 40 dollars nelly nor i were very trusting of this individual as the uber app had warned us to beware of those that would do that sort of thing and we headed inside the hotel lobby A bus had already left with some people going to the airport. A taxi also showed up. An Uber driver, a real Uber driver, showed up for some other hotel guests. And we got the text that we would not get an Uber driver because there was no drivers available at that hour of the day. They were smart. They were in bed where they should have been. Uh, 
So, we uh, saw the second bus driver pull in, and he opened the door, yelled out, airport connections, we shook our heads no, and we went inside the lobby. While we're sitting there pondering what we will do to get ourselves to the airport, the bus driver came into the lobby and came right to me and said, God sent me to tell you that I'm taking you to the airport for free. Huh? <laughs> That's how we got to the airport. God is so good. Praise be to God. Now this passage sums up how the Apostle Paul saw his era. Interesting that it mirrors our time as well. The older evangelist is telling the protege, his younger one, Timothy, that their work was cut out for them. I can make a list of the, thing, of the things that Paul shared in that passage at the beginning, and you can see we have the same issues before us today. Self-absorbed people, check. Money-hungry people, check again. Self-promoting, double-check. Stuck up, yes, of course. Profane, <laughs> contemptuous appearance, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. Yes, 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 yes to all. And the remarks that follow from the old evangelist about making a show of religion, that they're animals behind the scenes, you have to say yes. Pray for those people, but steer clear of them. Their actions versus their faith will give them away every time, and nothing good will come of these people and their way of life. That's what Paul is telling Timothy. Paul knew he had him in, in the churches he started. He knew that the one Timothy was active in, check, they were there. Paul stresses that the word of God is what will help us during these difficult times. Now, not by owning a Bible, not by having a Bible on a shelf or on your coffee table or on top of the television. Is that even possible now? No. <laughs> I'm showing I'm an old man. I remember when TVs used to have tops. Now they're so skinny. There's nothing that will balance on the top. <laughs> but you got to open the Bible. you got to read the Bible. You have to pray and, and reflect on that which the Bible can share with us. That's why Paul says the Word of God is that which will help us during these difficult times. Now, starting with verse 14 onward, the apostle is stressing that for this young man to be victorious in his calling over the times that they're facing, he should, and I quote, stick with what you learned and believed, sure of the integrity of your teachers. Why? You took in the sacred scriptures with your mother's milk. In other words, as you were growing up, not only were you being breastfed by mommy, she was teaching you the word of God. And he said, there's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Friends, don't forget, purpose of the church is to introduce a new way of living. That of getting right with God through Jesus, which we call salvation. Then the famous, most often quoted verse is here. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Now, in our denomination, as is true for other denominations, a huge debate has been going on about the place and role and authority of Scripture. Within the United Methodist Church, many churches have already voted and announced their decision to disaffiliate 
from the United Methodist Church and either join the new Global Methodist Church or become independent of the United Methodist Church. I just learned recently that the entire United Methodist Church of the country, Bulgaria, has announced that they left the United Methodist Church and their conference will become a Global Methodist Church conference. Philippines also has a number of very significant churches and a significant number of churches that will become independent of the United Methodist Church. Now, within our country, the United States, several churches have also voted to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church. The question being asked, and one that's really been debated for many years, what authority does Scripture still hold in our church? Longtime friend and reader of Concafe called me earlier this evening to share her feelings about regional meetings that are taking place where denominational leaders from both of the denominations, United Methodist and the Global Methodist, are sharing their views on why everyone should either stay in the United Methodist Church or leave the United Methodist Church and become global United Methodist or global Methodist. And, um, you know, they share their, their side of this debate. So the friend attended the United Methodist Church meeting and was very upset over what this denominational leader who was doing the presentation shared about the Bible. In what was shared with me by my friend, I told my friend that the leader was quoting from a book from another denominational leader on scripture. Time nor space allows for me to do an adequate job or an adequate presentation of that book's purpose or the denominational leader's view. But Paul's straightforward letter to his protege is simple. You know what to do, do it. You were taught by the best with love, do the same with others. Teach that God is love and calls us to love all people in ways that help them know the love of God. We were called out of sin, hear that, we were called out of sin by the Lord Jesus Christ into the fullness of love, into the fullness of life. And we should join hands and hearts to continue that work so that all the world may know God's love. Friends, we're called to beware of those who have no stomach for solid teaching, but instead fill up on spiritual junk food, which Paul calls catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. From seeking truth, they instead, they instead chase mirages. We're called to keep our eye on the prize, and that's winning the world for Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Loving God, we seek to do what we have been taught. May we reach the world for you with your leading and inspiration. We have so much to do. Guide us and bless us. In Christ Jesus, we pray. And as we pray, we pray for Doug Copeland's healing and for him to find employment once he's well, bless his heart and his mind, bless his daughter, bless Reverend Patricia as she faithfully cares for her son and grandson. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to your life. And if it has, forward it to someone so that they also may be blessed. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. You know what to do. Do it. Receive my love and blessings for peace. I'm Pastor Eladio Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And don't forget that I love you and I thank God for you. Amen.